I'm not sure I get the reference. Just, just something happy. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Simon and Garfunkel. I used to listen to their music all the time. Some of my all-time favorite songs. Now that I hear this, are Simon and Garfunkel songs. They have some great music. Oh, they really do. They really do. And uh, yeah, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel. Six zero six six seven six two is our call-in number. Still trying to figure out why my computer, which is connected to the internet, doesn't seem to think it's connected to the internet. I have a scanner at home that's doing the same thing. It's it's clearly plugged in, but the error message is to tell me it's not. Sounds like you're the common denominator, Rich. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm about to get some help. The phone is ringing. Oh, in the meantime, one of my other favorite bands is an outfit called uh, Fleetwood Mac. I'm sure you're familiar with them. But uh, Fleetwood who? Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I know them. Yeah? yeah. We, we got Eric in Manchester or what? Yep. All right, Eric. Good morning. Hey, uh, quick 10-second question there. I know the general election is coming up after the primary. And we all know it's going to be Ted Gassis and Joyce Craig. So I was wondering who your prediction is to be the winner. Oh, you I mean who's going to come out on top in the primary? Okay, well, I think that's what he meant. So I think he meant who's going to come in first in the primary. Uh, I actually think Joyce Craig's going to come in first in the primary. Because, uh, I, you know, listen, I know both campaigns are out there, and I know they're digging hard, but I think Joyce Craig is probably going to nip uh, Ted in the primary. And um, because the Democrats are foaming at the mouth, Quite literally. And it's clear that part of their strategy is to energize a base of voters here in the Queen City that, well, may not um, may not otherwise be motivated by injecting national politics into the local primary. Um, Martin O'Malley, really the gun grabber, the sanctuary city mayor, the man who put, uh, you know, Maryland on the road to being a sanctuary state. Uh, is now hosting a $2,500 ahead fundraiser. There are various sponsorship levels, but that's a a big dollar thing. Eric Garcetti, mayor of Los Angeles, uh, also a presumptive presidential candidate, Um, a huge pushback against the Trump's administration's crackdown um, on sanctuary cities. So I, I think, and the unions, the unions are... I mean, the unions are always formidable, but they're downright PO'd right now because of Gatsis's vetoes, the firemen in particular. So I think that Joyce Craig is probably going to top Ted Gatsis in the primary. We'll see. We have uh, Roland in Manchester on the line. Good morning, Roland. Yes, good morning. Um, on this, um, as far as I, I know, they're not going to uh, elect um, a commissioner of welfare. It's going to be picked, right? Yes, uh, yeah, Paul Martineau will, uh, uh, at the end of this term, when Martineau steps down, the new welfare commissioner will be appointed by the mayor with confirmation by the alderman. Who, who are the people you think that, uh, how do they pick certain people? I mean, uh, I mean, they look for like businessmen, I mean, how do, uh, or does somebody volunteer to be picked, or how does that work? You know? <laughs> Well, th- what they'll do is they'll 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 typically they'll post a job internally. In other words, they'll give oh, current e- existing city employees the opportunity 
to apply for the job. They'll submit their resumes and all that fun stuff to the Human Resources Department, and then the Human Resources Department will screen the resumes and present the qualified candidates to the mayor. Um, mayor Gatzis typically has interviewed the finalists before nominating them to the board. If there isn't a uh, somebody internally uh, in the city that wants the job, then they'll post it for outsiders to apply. Right, when I, and when well, I say I'm outsiders, surprised. I mean non-city employees. I'm surprised that Paul doesn't... Uh, you think that he would be one of the nominations? I mean, he's, he's doing no. such a great job... Yeah, well, you know, oh, okay. Paul, let me yeah, say something. Yeah, Paul has done an exceptional yeah. job. I, you know, one, you know, if Paul were elected alderman to Ward Two, one would hope that he would be half as successful uh, on taxes and spending as an alderman as he was as a as a welfare commissioner. Because clearly, you know, he tamed that beast, and you know, he did it without harming services to people. He did it by aggressively referring people to the places where their services um, were more uh, more appropriately met. Uh, staying within the emergency mandate of of local welfare, he downsized his staff. I mean, Paul Paul really's done an exceptional job there. Um, and no, he has no interest in continuing as the welfare commissioner, which is why he's running for Alderman. Okay, before I hang up, uh, you stole my thunder. You're right. I, he saved so much money, in that, and I think he'll do the same thing when he becomes an alderman. So they're lucky, or two, and we're lucky in uh, the city of Manchester. Thank you very much. All right, that's Roland in Manchester. So, um, well, it looks like you guys have got uh, campaigns on the brain. I can't imagine why. There's only a primary on Tuesday. Six zero six six seven six two, and I I, I think um, it, it'll be interesting to see um, how a number of these races turn out. And I think we're going to know a lot about the fate of a lot of incumbents based on the primary. I am not of the opinion necessarily that uh, uh, Joyce Craig coming in first in the primary is the death bell for Ted Gatzis. In fact, in many ways, that just may be what Gatzis needs to get those conservative taxpayer folks um, uh, who support him and think he's uh, a shoo-in, if you will, um, to the polls in the general election. Uh, it does, however, in my opinion, point out a flaw in the uh, – a glaring flaw in the city's nonpartisan system – um, because, you know, if you take a look at it, I'm speaking to you here as a political analyst, not as a supporter of anybody. But if you take a look at primaries in general, what you see is that primaries draw the faithful, the diehards, the activists of any party uh, to the polls. And in Manchester, about f- 45 to 50 percent of that total voter turnout are Democrats. Um, and I have analyzed these numbers nine ways to Sunday because I have uh, been involved with many campaigns in the Queen City. And what you find is that the Democrats turn out in the primaries in much, much larger numbers than Republicans have. Um, and then, of course, the independents uh, will make up the difference. But it's usually somewhere between 45 to 50 percent of the overall turnout in a primary in the Queen City is Democrat about 30 to 35 percent is Republican and the balance are the independents. So um, and so Republicans have a structural disadvantage that uh, sometimes leads to perceptions of weakness in the uh, in the election that really aren't there. And of course, the problem with perception is that it is reality in politics. 
the the year that Mayor Ray Wazorek lost the mayoralty to Bob Baines, he actually won the primary. He came in first. He got 35% of the vote. But the other two candidates, the other two marquee candidates, um, does he want to come on the air or is he just asking if I'm planning on doing something? I'm confused. So I'm sorry. And I'm trying to read notes while I'm talking here. Um, but he, I'll deal with it in the break. How's that? But he, um, uh, but you know, the other two marquee candidates, Baines and Susie were, were big Democrat names. So the, the campaign against Wazoric became, oh, well, look at that. Two out of almost two out of every three people who came to vote in the primary voted for someone other than Mayor Ray Wazoric. He's a dead duck on election day. And the Wazoric campaign was remarkably ineffective and ham-handed at dealing with that. And they did a number of things in that election that ultimately uh, played into Baines's hand. Uh, and, and had they played it smart, frankly, uh, they, they, they still would have won. As it was, they lost by about 800 votes. So, and, and I know in my own race, right, uh, gee, Bob Baines got about 50.5% of the vote in the primary. Joe Lavasser and I combined got the other 49.5%. Well, guess what? When you, when you take a look at the numbers and you analyze the numbers, the turnout numbers, well, 51% of the turnout was Democrat. 49% of the turnout was Republican and independent combined. So you, you see the structural issue here. So if it happens, um, if it happens, as I as I predict it will, that Joyce Craig will will pull ahead or will will finish first in the in the primary. Um Republicans and independents, taxpayers, shouldn't throw up their hands and walk away and go, oh, oh Ted's gonna lose. What's the point? No, they should know that in the general elections here in the Queen City, that the the more conservative folks have always turned out. I can't think of a better way to explain it than this. When I ran Mayor Wazorek's re-election campaign back in 1991, I'm reaching back into the archives here, okay, John McDonough took out an ad on the obituary page a couple days after the primary. He was the Democratic nominee. And McDonough always, by the way, colorful local Paul that he was, all of his political advertising always in every race he ran. And that was a lot (laughs) was on the obituary page. (laughs) I guess it was so his final ad could be his obituary. I don't know. But John was a good guy. And uh, he took out this ad. McDonough thrashes he was an english he used to like to use the colorful language thrashes was in queen city primary and he listed the vote tallies and if if memory serves me correctly he got about seven thousand he he got over seven thousand votes in the primary was got twenty seven hundred so you look at that and go oh my god you know was lost by over four thousand votes in a primary oh so what they were trying to do is build the build the i that he was a dead duck. Well, Wazorek went on to win that one, 12,000 plus to eight. So there are just a lot of people um, in this city 
whether they're conservative Democrats or uh, lazy Republicans, whatever it is, who don't turn out in the primary that do show up in the general election. The general election, uh, and this hasn't changed since going nonpartisan, the general election electorate in the Queen City during city elections is vastly more Republican and conservative than it is in the primary. So to those of you who think that if Joyce Craig comes in number one in the primary, that it's the end of Ted Gatsis. Remember, the numbers are likely to be skewed heavily in favor of the Democrats as they are in primary after primary after primary in this city, especially since going nonpartisan. And the more conservative voters, the taxpayers, et cetera, et cetera, save their vote for general election day. And that's the way it is, and that's the way it will always be, because primaries bring out the activists, the diehards, the crawl-over-glass people, no matter where they're held. And in this city, that gives the Democrats a big edge. I mean, (laughs) how do you explain going from a Republican mayor and eight of 12 Republican aldermen back in the late 90s to... Sometimes a Republican mayor and never more than three Republican aldermen out of 15. The Republicans get torpedoed in the primaries. Happens every time. This is Gerard at Large. 